Welcome again to uh, Wizard of Whiskey Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the hedonist lifestyle. I have a very special guest whose last name I will not even attempt to pronounce. Uh, Jean-Luc, how are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. How have you been? I, you know, I have no complaints. I'm here at a cool conference and just drinking and, and hanging out. That's pretty much my life. So, yeah. It's all our lives. That's why we're all here together. Exactly, man. Um, so tell us a little bit about your distillery. It's in uh, Louisiana? Uh, Mississippi. Mississippi, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a Charbonneau Distillery okay. down in Natchez, Mississippi. We got started uh, in, I guess, 2013. We decided we were going to get together and start a distillery, me and my father. We went to ADI in Denver, came back, closed on a building two months later, and then uh, took a couple classes, started retrofitting the building, uh, bought our still at ADI the following year in 2014. Went operational August of uh, 2014. I know, got our DSP August of uh, 2014. Went operational October 2014. And then we actually won a Tastings.com medal in June of 2015. Fantastic. Now, for those who don't know what DSP is, Distilled Spirits Plant, it's a license that the feds give you. Um, so, so you're open now. Um, and what do you, what's your focus? Uh, right now we're still rock and rolling with our white rum, which is uh, still as it stands right now the best rum in America, highest rated by tastings.com at 92 points out of 100, being an exceptional brand. Uh, we're getting ready to release a gold rum in a, about a month or so, and then I plan on uh, working on a black rum, hopefully for the fall. Okay, awesome. Why, why rum? Uh, we're in sugarcane country, theoretically. Uh, and actually, theoretically, sugarcane grows below the 33rd parallel, which is basically uh, Greenville, Mississippi, about halfway up the state. Realistically, it grows south of I-10. We could grow sugarcane there. There is a process of doing and basically using an old harvester and laying cane down and covering it up, which we plan on doing in a little while. But, uh, you know, we're in sugarcane country. We like good Caribbean-aged rum, so we figured why not. Plus, the, plus uh, other spirits get a little difficult at times. Is there? Do you have an intense, deep love for rum? Is that just kind of where you, where you wanted to go with the distillery? Are you gonna are you gonna focus on some other stuff soon, or? Well, actually, it was all it was all my dad. Um, literally, just before I was born, uh, him and my mom went down to Martinique and had good Caribbean rum, and kind of fell in love with rum down there. So this has been, you know, he's always wanted to do it in his semi-retirement. Back in 2013, he approached me and said, hey, let's start a rum distillery. I'll make you partner in this. Uh, you just got to be the lead distiller. So I said, all right. Moved out of New Orleans, moved back into Natchez, Mississippi, of all places. We cranked up. Turns out I have a knack for running the still because it's some uh, beautiful product. Nice. Well, let's uh, let's taste some of this. And by the way, we're tasting this out of a flask. So that's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Never leave home without the flask of yeah. rum. One of these days, I'm going to be keeping it in my pocket, and it's going to stop a bullet. And then I can say rum saved my life. There's just something so great about any spirit out of a flask. Um, wow, that is interesting. It's layered. And with rum, it's not just about the sweetness. It's about the complexity. It's about the layers. And at the end, I get this very nutty fig... It's it's still going too, and on the finish, that's really interesting. Um, if you ever took a fig and stuffed it with bacon, and then um, or stuffed it with blue cheese and then wrapped it with bacon, that's what I get. It's just this really interesting kind of funky, just 
deliciousness on the end, and that's that's a really damn with, good job. With just a little hint of spiciness on the oh, very yeah. back end. Absolutely. That comes from the uh, the sheer amount of molasses I use in every fermentation. Nice. You know, we do a uh, we have a little proprietary blend of sugar to molasses that we use. Uh, we hand load fermenters by five gallon bucket load, weigh it out to make sure we're exactly on where we need to be, and for the first half hour of stirring and adding water, it's me with a kayak paddle. <laughs> yeah. Old school. I like that. I um one of my first uh, experiences with uh, with a rum distillery was in Jamaica. Um, they make a little bit there, not very much, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> yeah, um, old school. You know, copper pot, not still, but just a copper pot, and they're taking the kayak paddle and they're you know stirring their molasses while they you know dilute it down to where it's actually pliable. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Um, so what's next? Uh, well, we have the hopefully the black rum, which we're going to start really focusing on and uh, perfecting. Because um, I will not put out a product unless I'm 100% happy with it and the end result. So we're still playing around with a couple different things. Got a couple ideas of how we're going to create the actual black rum. And then uh, I may, and this is, this is a big if, but I may be uh, using blueberries as a sugar source and fermenting them and, and doing something with that. It's more of like a, a sugar shine. Uh, still keep it at 80 proof though maybe do a liqueur with that and that's just because a buddy of mine who happens to have a blueberry farm is like I'm sick and tired of watching all these blueberries rot in the field and he keeps saying crazy things like I'm I'm convinced he's crazy or drunk all the time because he's saying you know I'll give you 400 pounds of blueberries for a dollar I'm like that much raw material for a dollar. Yeah, yeah. You could, uh, yeah. <laughs> if I release a seasonal product that cost would be so cheap. <laughs> yeah, be fantastic. Um so that could be interesting. Um, so, so you're a Southern man, um, as am I. Most people can't can't tell because I don't have an accent. But I was born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my favorite things growing up was uh, was pecans or pecans, however you want to pronounce it. Um, well, no, it's, it's pecans. Yeah, it's pecans. That's yeah. the way you pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, like I said, growing up in Memphis, it was always pecans. We're going pecan picking, and uh, so um, so I'm wondering um, what your thoughts are on uh, nut liqueurs um given that you're in the south and you can you could probably produce them relatively easily what uh you know have you thought of that have you thought of uh i i have uh there's two things that kind of keeping me out of that game right now one is the only other distillery in mississippi uh cathead distillery they do a pecan flavored vodka uh so i don't want to step on any toes there they're they're a great resource to have they're great guys up there in jackson mississippi the other thing is the the price variance on pecans. I mean, we, we've had a really bad year in Mississippi, actually, the past two years for pecan harvest. Mm-hmm. I have three big pecan trees uh, between my properties, and I've probably picked maybe 20 pecans out of those. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's rough. Now, Texas had a great pecan year. Alabama had a great pecan year. There's not enough consistency in it to get it at a consistent price. Mm-hmm. And... Pecan and rum, I don't know how that will translate to in a spirit or a liqueur base. Now, in a pie base with like a, a rum sauce glaze on it, then yeah, that's sure. that's that's delicious. I'll do that every day of the week. Sure. But uh, as far as doing a liqueur, you know, it's hard. Plus, there actually is a there's a brewery in Mississippi that's doing a brown nut ale. But I like the, the, the pecan flavored vodka from Cat Ed. It's great because it's a very subtle pecan which allows you to play with it and do a lot of it. We do a great white Russian at my mom's restaurant using that pecan vodka. The pecan nut ale, 
not as big a fan of because it's just a very heavy, heavy pecan. So I think uh, we'll we'll expand into other avenues before even considering pecan, really. Okay, excellent. I was just curious, given you know the, the South, I I was pretty spoiled with you know we had pecan trees. Um, we had a, you know some friends and neighbors that had pecan trees, and it was it was great. Um, so so what's your favorite rum? I mean, other than Charbonneau rum, of oh, course. Other than your own, yeah. Other than Charbonneau? Um, or I really shouldn't say favorite, because I actually hate that question. Um, it's like asking, and people who aren't in the industry don't really understand that it's asking us to choose our children kind of thing. Um, choose our favorite child, which isn't, which I hear is really hard. I'm not it's like it. playing dodgeball with adults, and you got to yeah. sit there and pick everyone. Someone's yeah. getting mad, and someone's yes. feelings are getting hurt by the end of it. Exactly. And when you're a kid, someone stops the fight. When you're adults... The cops may take a while. It never, you no, never yeah. know. <laughs> if, they, if they get to you at all. Yeah. Um, but so what do you what do you like to drink when you don't have before you had your own still? Um, what was your what was your go to? And uh, and now that you have your own still and you um, understand a little more about the industry, do you have a couple of uh, of go tos and pretty big rum collection? Or uh, I have an okay rum collection. My father has a better one, but uh, most of our rums that we keep. They're uh, anywhere from 10 to 20 year vintage Caribbean uh, from Martinique and Guadeloupe preferred, but we'll take pretty much anything. Nice. Uh, favorite island rum, uh, white rum, has to be uh, either Rum JM or uh, St. James, both out of Martinique, uh, which are just phenomenal rums. Uh, Clément is all right, but it just kind of uh, it varies. Uh, before I got into making rum, I was actually a big Irish whiskey drinker. Yeah. And so I was drinking lots and lots of Jameson. But, uh, you know, can't make Irish whiskey here in the United States. <laughs> you can import it. I didn't, I, don't, I didn't think that was possible. I didn't know you could get casks of Irish whiskey delivered in until I found out the story of two gingers based out of Minnesota. So we decided, let's go with rum. You know, whiskey just wasn't in the cards. I didn't want to wait two to seven years on whiskey or bourbon. Rum was easy, rum is fast, and we, we have a great flavored rum. Fantastic. What, uh, so now that you're a little more um, established, are you going to start producing some whiskey, maybe laying down some stuff? Or? Uh, no, we do have a barrel program going right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have uh, four barrels that just hit one, the one-year mark, so we're going to draw a little taste out of that and decide whether we're going to give it another four months or another year and kind of play around with that. I have uh, four more barrels that should be ready to release for gold rum by the fall, so that'll kind of pick back up with the demand. And then I got to go buy more barrels. I'm I don't I ran out of barrels. I need more. After that, our interview was cut off by <laughs> the need to actually attend the conference. So while it was a short interview, uh, Jean Luc and I uh, do stay in contact. Uh, I'll be texting him shortly after this episode goes up, so he can share it out. Uh, with everyone and uh, if you are in the Natchez Mississippi area or in the New Orleans area or anywhere in that general vicinity definitely make it out there if you can it's a really cool family really cool people and it's definitely worth checking out if you can get a hold of the rum go for it it's really spectacular esoteric it's different Uh, I can't wait to see what they're going to be doing at the 10 15 year mark quite frankly um, there is <clears throat> there is some some people who think that 
the next big category is going to be rum. I actually am one of them. Uh, you can actually see people making what they call the whiskey lovers rum. And, and these distilleries uh, have been doing this for years in the, in the Caribbean and all over um, uh, Central America. There is just some incredible stuff out there. And I suggest strongly that if you are a rum fan, go out there and grab something from Martinique. Colombia makes some really interesting stuff. There's incredible things coming out of Venezuela. So um, you don't have to stick with Bacardi. Uh, Bacardi, don't hate me. But, uh, you know, definitely get out there and, and taste some rums. There's plenty of things out there for the whiskey drinker. Plenty of things out there for someone who, who really loves uh, dark, deeply aged, incredibly flavored uh, products. So get out there and, and drink some rum. Uh, that's it for me. Uh, as always, you can follow me on the social medias uh, at Wizard of Whiskey on Twitter, Instagram, of course, like me on Facebook. Uh, if you need to get in touch with me, Justin at wizardofwhiskey.com. Feel free to shoot me an email with your questions, your comments, your concerns, your gripes, or your complaints. Um, you can also uh, shoot a comment on the page. I don't often uh, approve uh, comments because majority of them are uh, bots or spam uh, that actually don't say anything. So, uh, but I do I do actually go through them and I, and I will check and see which ones are legitimate. So if you have comments, you can post them as well on the website. Um, this was episode two of the season. Uh, I guess technically, if you want to be realistic, uh, we can just call this season two. Uh, even though I've been doing this since 2012 and my first episodes went up around that time, uh, I can still remember the first vials I ever got for a podcast episode. Um, it was for a um, brand manager that I still, <laughs> still have not had uh, the opportunity to actually interview. Uh, his schedule is just such that uh, in what, six years we haven't had been able to collect, although the whiskey's been sent, so I've been enjoying it considerably uh, for a long time, so uh, I'm excited to continue to do this and to, to still be doing this. It's a lot of fun to just get out there and let you guys and gals know um, what I experience. So uh, it should be a two-way conversation, so shoot me uh, a message on Facebook, shoot me uh, a tweet, uh, Instapage me, whatever you want to do. Uh, to get in contact with me and let me know uh, what you'd like to see, what you'd like to hear, um, and I'll uh, I'll get it done. Cheers.